Hey, Steve. Hey, Chris. So, uh, we technically did record an episode, but I decided to just shelve it for the time being. Maybe we'll come back because it was about um, representation from a personal perspective. And I ended up getting more feedback. And basically, what I did was I reached out to friends. We talked about it. Um, And I think we could do a better job talking about it or getting the point across. But basically, I wanted to... I was just curious about what representation meant to multiple people. Um, And I think it means something different depending on who you are. But that's another topic for another day. I shelved it for a while. We haven't been able to get back together until now. So what are we talking about today? Uh, Next-gen consoles, right? Do we have to? Uh, I mean... (laughs) I joke. I joke. It's it's funny. I I don't know how you're feeling. But is, there's a weird thing about being, you know, 30-something years old and having three kids who all play video games. And they're so incredibly spoiled. Because I buy all this stuff for me. Like, I'm not <laughs> waiting till Christmas to unwrap this. Like, this isn't going to be like a Christmas gift. This is just like, like you know, like, Daddy needs an Xbox, okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Daddy needs his Xbox. <laughs> And the thing is, like, <laughs> this generation more than ever, I just feel like nothing is really going to change. The, the graphics are going to be a little smoother. Frame rate's going to be a little better. Unless you're at 4K. Unless you're at 4K, and then it'll just be 4K with not the frame rate much better. But it's just like, it doesn't... It's it's sort of like, I think well, we've, we've been getting less... So it just, it just seems like what's going to happen is I'm going to buy it. I'm going to get an Xbox Series S... I'm probably just going to get it on that payment plan because it's only $10 more than Game Pass a month. And you end up getting it at a discount, which is, which is cool. Theoretically. Um, i, I got to double check that math because evidently Nolan looked at it. Well, no, it oh, Nolan up. was doing the Series X math. And it still looked like it didn't add up. Like, well, no, the Series X, you still was, still was at a discount over the Game Pass Ultimate plus just paying cash or whatever. Okay. But it was still, which wasn't as, it wasn't, as much of a discount as the Series S seemed like. All right. But anyway, the it just seems like basically I'm going to buy these new systems and then just continue life as usual. Probably half the things I install on them at launch are going to be the same games I was just playing on my PS4 and my Xbox One. Like this Xbox Series S is going to be coming to my house and then my kids are going to play Minecraft on it. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still going to run like it was made in Java. <laughs> no, um, the funny thing with me is, and it's funny because I was just talking to my brother, because in a lot of ways, um, so my buddy Post Mesmerk, who is on the Discord, he's usually very quiet, usually more of a lurker, I guess. Um, but he was streaming, and he's been streaming Persona 4 Golden every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. So check it out. F- exactly. Follow Post Mesmerk on Twitch. Um, and during his last stream, people were talking about, you know, the PS5 and the next generation. And it, there's something about it that feels like there's a rush to market. That feels like the games industry is kind of rushing, even though this is 2013 hardware. Where, like, I'm using the original PlayStation 4, not a Pro, the original 4. I'm using the Xbox One, and it yet it feels like this has been a short generation because... It's been my adult life. Like, they're like, 
it's 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 harder to separate like a length of time because I'm I'm an adult. Like I could separate it based on where I've lived, but it doesn't feel like these consoles have been out that long. But it's been about seven years, which is a long time. Like it's 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 close to as long as the time between the PS3 and the PS4, which was seven years. Yeah, seven years, yeah. So it's about time technically, but it doesn't feel like it's a really significant boost it doesn't feel like we're really getting that much better hardware especially because the focus is on 4k so every game might be able to run at 60 frames a second in 1080p but once but they're being built with 4k in mind which means they're being optimized for 30 fps at 4k which means they're only going to be so pretty or so capable i mean like the unreal engine 5 demo was 30 frames a second loaded with motion blur all over the place and it's like these are things we want to like i we don't want like people don't right. want so and, and i was so i would i used to build pcs we've talked about this a couple of times mm -hmm. i was a little bit of a pc master race type dude um with you know the latest geforce whatever but so i would build a pc and then i would load a game up i'd load up unreal tournament 2003 or 2004 whatever it was you know and i'd crank all the settings up and be like, oh, this is so nice. Okay, now let me turn all the settings down to where I'm getting 120 FPS because that's how I actually want to play. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so this, this seems like, so on the one hand, I appreciate that I'm going to be playing at 60 FPS on a lot of games that were, um, you know, were 30 or below currently or that were prone to massive frame rate stuttering like Destiny 2. Uh, in large yeah. areas, uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm I guess looking forward to playing Overwatch at lots of frames per second. Well, isn't it already running at 60 frames? I think so. I think on the Pro it runs at 60 frames per second anyway. It's yeah. it's, it's smooth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's so. But on the on the other hand, then I'm looking at the game lineup and I'm like, oh, God of War Ragnarok. Eventually. See, see, I'm not even looking at that yet. I'm not looking at that yet because here's the funny thing too, is you're you you've moved away from PC Master Race. I just got myself a brand new PC where I'm actually going to get Cyberpunk 2077 on it. Like I got an Xbox One X for Christmas, and my plan was to get the best current card console hardware for Cyberpunk. To see to get it to run on that, and now I I didn't expect to get a PC this year. I did, and it runs at the very least some recent games really well. So I'm like, okay, Cyberpunk is going to be that benchmark. How does this work? Because that's the next gen game. That's the game that's going to run like crap on this generation. It's going to be great on the next generation hardware. How is that going to run on my PC? And if it runs well, then. What when when do I need a new system? And the only reason, because God of War Ragnarok makes a case, but the only reason is because I do I don't want to wait for Final Fantasy 16. I've watched that trailer multiple times now, and I know you have too. And it's like, but the the, the funny thing is, does that need to be next gen hardware? Because if that were a PS4 game, I'd get it for PS4. But it's PS5, and it's probably going to run a lot better than 15 does on PS4. Um, and it won't make my system sound like a jet engine ready to take off. Yeah, um, oh, man. 
Yeah, that that Final Fantasy 16 trailer. Can we, can we just talk about that for now? <laughs> I mean, hey, if you want to talk, because honestly, like, I don't have, like, I don't know, because let's move on. Like you just further. said, like you just said, you a bit further. Like you just said, though, like, what about this game couldn't have happened on the PS4? From the things in the trailer that got you excited, right? Like when the when the strings come in with the oh oh yeah 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 when it's doing first the main theme, then it has a minor key minor key yeah of the prelude. Oh, the minor yeah that was that was that oh my goodness that really sets that trailer like oh okay we we will have to save the 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 absolute love for this trailer for later because I kind of want to rewind a bit though. Because I've been thinking about, and I might write about it, I don't know. This past summer, like, the, we, we're, we're about to enter um, Thursday, which means a couple days after this goes live, will have been the to- beginning of Tokyo Game Show. Yes. Which means that's that's effectively the end of the convention announcement season, like the expo season for games. From E3 if I don't get my Sonic to, game. You're gonna get a Sonic something. I mean, I, if I don't get if I don't get something good, I'm gonna go down to Sega headquarters in Japan. And you're, I'm you're gonna, gonna do no such thing. I'm gonna tear the propeller off a helicopter and I'm gonna surf it down their building like I'm Look, Sonic this the Hedgehog. Reference to nobody. The city. This is a this is a reference to a game nobody played except you and your kids. I know, I know. This is what Adventure Two, Adventure One or Two. Don't tell me it's Sonic 06. It's Adventure Two. It is Adventure 2. Actually, it's the door he, he snowboards on. Not the he snowboards brother. down a door from the helicopter? Yes, he like sky surfs it. Okay, so there are people that pl- that have played that. But nobody cares anyway, because it's Sonic. <laughs> we know... I'm Okay, look. I got people in the Discord that me and him are in. Like, they... they I'm the minority in regards to Sonic. So let's just leave well, it that. The, I like the bus I'm also, I'm also the minority because I like 3D Sonic. Yes. And I'm, I have more of an emotional connection with 3D Sonic. And Sonic Heroes is like in my top 10 games of all time. Which that's not in anybody's top 10 <laughs> games of all time. Let's be honest here. Anyway, yes. so going back. So right, so TGS is going to be the end of the, the sort of the season of announcements. And, that's the thing. like, And part of it's because COVID has caused everything to be delayed. Like everything's 2021 now. There's like like a bunch of big games that were going to release earlier in the year are now all in November. November is going to be a a a a a, a hazard zone um, of releases. Like we, we we I don't even know how many. We got Cyberpunk, the new Destiny expansion. We got the uh, Hyrule Warriors two coming out. We've got those, those are the three that come to mind the first. But I know there's stuff that I'm forgetting that we've been waiting on for like all year. Like, November is just a cluttered, clogged month of releases, which, yeah, let me bring out my phone, because I actually tally this stuff up in a spreadsheet, because I'm just like that kind of person. No, yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's kind of always like that, and I'm just so, I'm so backed up right now. Um, you're not the only one, and I got plenty of time to not be backed yeah, up. Yeah, I was going to say, you've got the time. Well, theoretically. Theoretically, it's, it's always tough. Um... um for sure. All right. November, we got... And these are the ones that I care about. Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, 
Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. Okay, so some of these aren't exactly the biggest names. <laughs> uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon and Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. So for me, November is like, kill me now because I don't. This is a full time job playing all of these games. Um, yeah, here let me see. I'm, I'm just scrolling through. Ooh, Paw Patrol Mighty Pup Save Adventure Bay. Oh, I um, so I think I, the game will have a JoJo reference. I, I can only hope. Um, <laughs> the I mean I won't play it, so who cares? The um, so I, I kind of want to catch up on the Assassin's Creed games at this point. So we got Assassin's so Creed. So you Valhalla. would you you would get Valhalla, uh, Valhalla Beyond Light, obviously, which is going to be thirty frames a second on Xbox Series X. But they're seeing frame rates of up to one twenty on that system. Interesting. Um, yeah. You can't get it on, and I think that's a 1080p. That's not even at 4K. Ooh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, oh goodness, I forgot. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because the PS5, just all of these PS5 games are also PS4. So yeah. Miles Morales, the little, the the the, the little big planet side scroller, or no, the 3D Sackboy, game. yeah. The Sackboy Adventures and uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Is that out? That's going to be a PS4 game as well. Oh, it's going to be PS4. Not that it's going to be out, because Sackboy's out in November um, at launch. Yeah, so I mean... They're all, like, they're going to be launch day of the PS5, but they're yeah. also on PS4. So yeah, Miles Morales I got added in there. I forgot about that one. Um, because I, I'm going to be honest, I have no interest in Forbidden West, and honestly, it seems like even Sony's not banking on it. Because, like, they had one trailer for it, and then it's like in a press release, by the way, this is coming out this year. By the way, it's also on PS4. Like, that's really weird. Right, for such a, I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn was such a huge hit. Uh, so many accolades and everything else. It's weird that this one's kind of flying under the radar. Unless it wasn't the fiscal success people thought it was. That's my best guess, because I was wondering why it's coming to PC, but so many other Sony games haven't. Because a lot of people are now starting to hope that a lot of Sony games are going to be coming to PC too. And I'm wondering if, like, because Death Stranding is Kojima Productions, who was not a Sony first party. Right. Um, like Sony funded party. Death Stranding, but Sony funded Death Stranding as far as a PS4 release. Was the PC version a contractual freedom for Kojima Productions to port to? Because they handled that internally. Mm. Horizon Zero Dawn was not internally handled. It was uh, outsourced to another developer to push to PC, which is one of the reasons it was not a great port. Um, it had a lot of issues as a PC port. And I'm wondering if one of the reasons was to try and make up some of the sales, whereas God of War made a lot of sales. Um, Last of Us Remastered, I'm trying to think of other stuff. Marvel Spider-Man sold a lot. Um, what are all the first parties? Because I mean, because here's the thing too, because they're not exactly pushing Killzone Shadowfall. Because that wasn't really a first part. In Infamous Second Son, nobody cares. But given, like, Ghost of Tsushima has so far been a really huge success. Doubtful it's going to come to PC as a result. Right. Um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting But this point. is a theory. This is a theory. This is where I'm I mean, wondering it could, if this It could also be just a sort of an audience well, Bloodborne, thing. of course. Bloodborne hasn't seen a PC yeah. port. I mean, it could also just be... I mean, I would see Bloodborne as having a strong PC audience. Um, and yet it hasn't been ported yet. Right. Um, but I wonder. I do wonder, especially if so for Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn, 
the PC port. I mean, you're talking about one where what two years out from the original release? Two years out from the original release, and yeah. it might be there might be some kind of like just you know based on some marketing guy has got all the metrics on audience crossover and other things that you and know, thinks that's the game, right? That the and that this is for. one that the PC crowd's going to go for, whereas Ghost of Tsushima is you know less interesting to PC players or something like that because the combat's butt. Um, sometimes uh, I I highly doubt that but it could also be that this is the beginning of an initiative through Sony mm. um, but we'll, we'll have to see we'll, we'll have to see in time because right now they are of course focused on PS5 and like I'm going to be honest Bloodborne running well like now that I've got a good PC I'd love to get Bloodborne on PC but if the only way I'll be able to get it running at a smoother frame rate is a PS5, then that's, of course, reason to get a PS5. And that's where, of course, the whole thing with exclusives comes in and is going to be different from Microsoft. But to go, again, like to backtrack back to what we were talking about, like everything's coming out in November. And as a result, like this entire season of announcements has felt really, honestly, kind of underwhelming. All the streams that were taking place during the summer and were supposed to be like the replacement E3 felt really artificial. They felt like um, like this whoever this game over Greg guy is, the Greg Miller guy, I don't find him funny. He has this false sort of enthusiasm. Like, it's not California fake, which could, of course, sound really bad. Um, it's like that, 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 that L.A. slime ball. It doesn't sound like it doesn't feel like L.A. slime ball fake. But it's still like you 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 chug as much energy monster as you, or whatever as you can just so you can have the energy to pull through on this and like you 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 this you are, is crushing my funny. soul. But if I have enough cocaine before the presentation, like I yeah. can pretend that I'm interested in. I this. can pretend that this is relevant to me. Yeah, yeah. It's like this, weird, and that's the that's how like if it was a presentation with humans involved. That's the feeling I got, which is one of the reasons why I think Sony, even when they they had their system, their console reveal event, and me and my buddies Joey and Zach, we were all in the Discord chatting during it. It's easier to build the hype for an event like that, even though by the time it was over, we were like, wait a minute, none of that was a convincing reason to buy a PlayStation Five. Like the closest was the solid state presentation in the Ratchet and Clank demo. But at the time, that demo wasn't showing anything impressive. It took until later, at Gamescom, for them to show, like, here we are actually bouncing between worlds. Um, yeah. And it demonstrating the actual promise of the solid state drive. So I wonder I wonder how fast that solid straight state drive will get me from the real world to the nether in Minecraft. I don't know. I mean, how long is that supposed to take? It's just one of those annoying loading screens that always pops up. But anyway. Well, also, I mean, if you're getting the Xbox One S, you are getting a slower solid-state drive than what you'd be getting in the PS5, because the PS5 is not even on the market yet, which is one of the reasons they're like, we will tell you about ways to upgrade it down the line. We'll, we'll have a bunch of, like, officially available um, solid-state drives at work, and it's kind of like what Nintendo yeah. does. Nintendo's right. got you go to their website and they'll tell you what kind of um, SD card you can put in there. Yeah. Um, but that's 
I but like this entire summer has been lousy, and the granted part of the reason is because for me, in the past couple of E3s, I've found every major presentation to be disappointing. Bethesda's, uh, Microsoft's, yeah. Sony's, like. All of these okay. companies end up feeling like they do nothing but the main, and, and then Nintendo's the ones that's missing. Nintendo hasn't had a lot of major announcements because they're the ones that really weren't ready for how COVID well, would impact things. It's true. So what's funny though is, so like we get all these major announcements, whatever, latest Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, whatever, like all these big shit. You know who's the one, the thing that makes me go out and buy a bunch of games? It's like the Nintendo indie presentation. Like, I, I, the Nintendo has their indie presentation. I buy like five games, like right off that presentation. It's oh gosh, you're right because I did. I bought Takeshi and Hiroshi, which I beat in a couple of days. It's very short. Um, it's not bad. I don't know how to. I, I, it's hard to recommend. Hmm. It's hard to recommend. Um, yeah, uh, but I bought that. I did buy Raji, but I haven't played it yet. Okay, that's fine. You'll, um, you'll probably like it. I'll probably like it. So I bought Raji, a short hike, um, manifold garden. With um, you and your son, eldest son were playing, yeah. Yeah, we were we were playing that. I played a bit of a bit of Raji. I haven't played a short hike, but my like my one son has like played a ton. There was he was playing it nonstop for a while. Then they're like Mario. I'm like like scoop up that classic yeah. Mario. And that's the like, funny thing. Like the biggest announcement so far that Nintendo had this year haven't been done through a direct like they usually do. Yeah. Um, their biggest announcements were um, Paper Mario and the Origami King. Oh yeah, there is a Pikmin 3 port coming. Um, God, they really have been scarce this year. Uh, the Super Mario 3D All-Stars finally manifesting. Um, and also Super Mario people 3D irate. World coming. That is coming too, yeah. But also people are now irate because one, Galaxy 2 is missing and two... It's a limited time, which has people like, whoa, what's going on? My theory is the physical release is a limited time. They're going to sell them and Galaxy 2 separate after the time period. Um, hmm. Which means you'll probably be able to get them all together bundled cheaper now than you would later. Um, but yeah, they just released that. And then their holiday release. And there's no way this was intended to be their big holiday release of the year. Um, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 got pushed back, and no, that's right, they said they're going to come out with news on that on the 28th. So they are going to come with an announcement on Breath of the Wild 2, but the Hyrule Warriors 2, which is very interesting, because it's it's a Dynasty Warriors-style spinoff right, yeah. game, but whereas all the previous games, like Fire Emblem Warriors, is just crappy story, typical fan fiction style, like, let's fuse these guys together schlock. Fun game, though. But with Hyrule Warriors 2, they're actually turning it into a prequel for Breath of the Wild, which is really intelligent. Like that, like it, yeah. it, it gives you more lore on Breath of the Wild, and considering the nature of the war at that time period, it works for that kind of a game. So they're turning Breath of the Wild into its own sort of brand by we have Breath of the Wild 2 coming, you have Breath of the Wild itself, and now you have a Hyrule Warriors game that is its prequel. Ooh. It's like they did a Final Fantasy 13, but did it better than Square Enix. Ha! <laughs> Alright, you know what they need to do? We've kind of talked about this before, which made me think of it. You're going to say some Witcher related, aren't you? No, I'm not. Um, um, <laughs> when we talk about, like, the, the we have our, like, gen game generation wrap-up, obviously the Witcher is going to 
be a very prominent part of that. Uh, if I ever get around to playing it. If you ever get it. around to playing it. <laughs> I, I'm really disappointed in you. I started Maneater and I haven't continued it. I need Just to like, at least what, play Maneater. Look, look, all these look, other games. look, look. Would you rather play The Witcher or play a shark eating people? The Witcher. It's like literally... See, you fail the litmus <laughs> test. You fail the litmus <laughs> test. <laughs> literally. <laughs> this is literally like the best game that we have seen in a long time. I'm sitting back and I'm still peeking on this thing. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry for blowing your ears out. Um, but here's the thing. Like, it's I'm actually curious. Literally. Nolan, Nolan, roll it. Tune in. Ch- chime in on the Discord, Nolan. I want to know. Maneater, like actually, he's probably going to roll in favor of Witcher Three still, but because he never, he never trolls you when I need him to. He never like takes my side when I need him to. It's always... he trolls me plenty hard though. Come he on. does, but not when I need him to. There's a difference between just him being him and when I need him to. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's why he's not doing it because that's trolling you by not trolling me when exactly. you need me him to troll me. <laughs> So, oh wait, we got we got distracted. Sorry, you uh, said it was something something about doing. Breath of the Wild or whatever they're doing. What they oh, need to I, do. Oh, okay. We've talked. We've sort of talked about this before. We need, and now I figured it out. We need somebody to adapt a generally dinosaur dinosaur dynasty. More dinosaurs would be great. Yeah, more dinosaurs would be great. Dinosaur warriors. Um, I would play that game. Dynasty warriors. Only you're like a T Rex. Um, or Triceratops. Amazing doesn't already exist. Yeah, seriously. Who's slacking? So that's, a, that's another million dollars idea. But a Dynasty Warrior style Destiny prequel game. Where you play as okay. Zavala, Where instead Shash, of Overwatch, Ikora. Instead of Overwatch, you just have this third person action? Third person action with the sort of the all the destiny heroes fighting in massive battles like against the fallen and against the hive and but that means it would need to be a like just melee action because dynasty warriors isn't well there's no yeah there's not projectile they they gotta figure out how to make that work you would have projectile weapons and then you would have way more access to your your enhanced ability supers and, and stuff than you would in Dynasty in Destiny regular game. Mm. So you'd be like, you know, Shaq's freaking out as a striker titan or something. And Actually, you know what's terrible? What's that? Now, for some reason, I thought of a Destiny spinoff that's like Planet Side, where you get to choose which faction of the dark, well, darkness, which isn't actually the darkness you fight on. So, did you familiar with Planet Side? Yeah, yeah. You get to choose whether you're on the Fallen, the Cabal, or the Vex, or the Hive, and fight against one another for territory. Like in the like during the collapse, basically yes. During the, during the collapse, you know, Bungie needs to hire us to, to do concept work. At on, least help them like outsource this stuff to people that can do it. Yeah, or it's on it's some like, of these. Uh, it's yeah. like your 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 universe is underutilized. Come on, guys. So, so anyway, back to to next gen consoles and future games. I, I mean, what, I'm kind of like at a loss because this is not the this is clearly not the next gen hype show that we're running right now. Yeah, this is like the next gen. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do it, but like, 
Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> uh, out of habit, in part. And part of it's like, here's again, here's the funny thing. Like, if you are a pure console gamer and you don't... Because I... For, for the purposes of everything that I do... Like, if I had just a regular old computer that I wasn't doing anything fancy on... I'd probably still have the same old desktop because it was running fine. Because I'm trying to do video capture, because I'm trying to stream, because I'm trying to do video editing... I knew I would need to upgrade my computer, and that turned into having to upgrade the motherboard because I needed to upgrade the CPU, and you know, what's compatible with this graphics card? Oh, this graphics card that was brand new five or six years ago is no longer brand new. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like so, and I'm sitting here like, like, okay, what do I do? And I finally decided, whatever, I'm going to get this new PC, and, and it's wonderful. RTX on. Ray Tracing? I don't think I tried that no, in Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I, I want to try it. I want to try and see how my computer goes. Well, the per, part of the issue, too, is I found out bullets per minute, uh, the rhythm shooter game that I've been playing, has a tendency to make my PC sound like a jet engine, just like my PS4. Not as bad as my PS4. Uh, nothing's as bad as the PS4. But, like, it will cause the fans to really spin, and it's like, oh, so... I guess the, this newer indie game does cause this to run uh, uh, at a speed, so... And yet Shadow of the Tomb Raider didn't. It could, could just be an optimization thing. Could be. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm going to try Resident Evil 2 on it as well. Um, but... You, so what you're saying is your next generation is your PC. Well, I have less reason to. Like, this is one of the reasons where I'm starting to wish I kind of didn't get an Xbox One X for Christmas. But because it was a present, I can't really, like, get rid of it. I can't say that because it looks rude and everything. Um, and other issues like that. But, and it is also sweet looking. But it's... Because like, you got the Gears of War one? Yes, right? I got the Gears yeah. of War 5 one. Which means I got Gears of War... All of the Gears of War games on Xbox for free. But I've got... The Game Pass Ultimate, and there are still some games that are exclusive to console, but I got like the Game Pass Ultimate on PC now, which means I could just play games on PC off Game Pass. Between Steam and Game Pass, it's like, okay, I can play most games. The only thing that's missing are the Nintendo exclusives, which, man, Nintendo's great. So of course I'm going to buy a any Nintendo console. And a PS5, because... Sony has some of those exclusives, and while Halo Infinite's not like it's going to be PC, fancy, oh, it's going to be PC too. Yeah, mm. it's going to be Xbox One X and Xbox One S, as well as Series X and Series S. They are Microsoft has basically said there's no reason to upgrade for two years, and Sony's almost there. Like Sony actually has. Some exclusives, at least, because God of War Ragnarok's going to be PS5 exclusive. But yeah, like the, Miles Morales, oh, I could just get it on PS4. And, and this is this is kind of it. Like this, this is like the lamest upgrade ever. Like, I, I so I'm gonna like, especially because the Xbox Series S, you're still gonna have the same operating system for the most part as the Xbox One X. Hmm. Which means when you plug your headphones into your controller, you still need to mute your TV manually. And now I'm just going to go bang my head into the wall. For and then you're still going to have to fiddle and fidget with the volume settings because 
the game doesn't quiet the like the system doesn't quiet the game when you're in a party. You know, all these things that Sony figured out in 2013 and Microsoft has not patched into their system yet. Yeah. yeah. That's but hey man, Game Pass, that makes Xbox the best, right? It's like <laughs> I mean Game Pass is cool. It's funny though, something I realized lately is I um I was one of those people who, you know, had a what would you call it? A um, irrational hatred of Microsoft for a very long time. I just don't anymore. I just don't trust them. I just don't like. Speaking of, <laughs> we didn't even. I don't think we've even really brought it up much. Microsoft buying Zenimax. Oh yeah, that was definitely a big thing we should have talked about. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, if I liked, I mean. See, normally that would bother me because for a while now I've been like, I don't like Bethesda as a developer, but I like them as a publisher. I don't even like them as a publisher anymore because they've been showing signs of meddling with their studios and dictating them to do certain kinds of games. Like Fallout 76, no one talks about the latest Wolfenstein anymore because aside from not liking the characters, it's a, you know, grindy level mechanic only like five levels that you gotta read. Well, okay, that's definitely that's an exaggeration. Not, that's an exaggeration. But, but yeah, it's a, I understand. a repetitive hub world with all these levels, and it's like the AI is so awful you cannot play it solo. Like you have to play it co-op, and that's if anyone else wants to play that game. Like it's this like like that direction of that game was bad, and like seeing what Deathloop's supposed to be. I feel like they've got this whole idea that, like, I don't know, like, I, I don't trust Bethesda even as a publisher. Doom Eternal got away with it by it being id. But, like, and I, I don't I don't really like Bethesda these days, so on one hand, I, I'm not bothered by losing games. But it's that whole oligopoly thing. Yeah, it's weird, because I'm, like, now I'm kind of wondering, like, what, what franchises do they have that don't feel I don't know like so I know people love people love Elder Scrolls people love Skyrim like I just to me when you compare Skyrim like Skyrim doesn't have the, the doesn't, it ticks boxes there's lots of boxes that it ticks it doesn't tick yeah. my boxes um, yeah so like I would I would I would take Dragon Age 3 over Skyrim any day of the week. And I would certainly take The Witcher over any of them. We've already gone over this. But so like when I say, oh, another Elder Scrolls game, and it's gonna be Xbox exclusive, I'm like, oh, like that series well, here's, matters. Again, like for me, it's more, it's more a matter of principle because they just announced Avowed by Obsidian RPG, the open world role-playing game in the Divinity universe that was all set up to compete with the Elder Scrolls. Great, competition's a wonderful thing. This might force Bethesda to actually make a good game again. Oh, Microsoft just bought them so they're only competing with themselves. You don't really have real competition in the marketplace then, do you? Because it's not like anyone else is putting forth giant open world role-playing games in that style, with a budget at least. <laughs> And that's like, for me, it's like, that's where, you know, this is just bad. This is, and also just the fact that Microsoft, their strategy right now 
is firstly to get people on their platform. But then it's like, oh, you know, we really screwed up with our different first-party games. Seven years of screwing up really badly. Think about that. Scalebound was cancelled. Fable Asynchronous Multiplayer was not only cancelled, but the studio shuttered. Um, sea of Thieves is the only thing people know that Rare made this generation. Um, Battletoads doesn't have online multiplayer. What is wrong with you? Uh, the <laughs> Halo 5 was like horribly received. Gears of War 4 was pathetically terrible. Like as far as I'm aware, like Sea of Thieves has a good audience, but it's like the only thing that Microsoft managed to do first party wise that was actually good from what I can remember is Gears of War 5. And that's like, oh, it's a good Gears of War game. But like you you and now with Halo Infinite You've basically tarnished one of your biggest IPs with turning it into meme material. Like Halo 5, nobody liked because nobody liked Locke. Nobody liked the. And who, who do you not what? play as? You don't have Locke. And now Halo Infinite, like, it looked so bad. And this is supposed to be their big, like, Xbox. And it wasn't even running on an Xbox One X, it was running on a PC. And it yeah. still didn't look that good. And, yeah. And so you have all of these issues. Um, and that development was evidently really bad. So, what is Microsoft trying to do in order to fix their issues? Throw money at it. You, you're going to buy a promising Ninja Theory. You're going to buy um, Obsidian. You're going to buy, you know, it, it's you're going to buy Bethesda, like Zenimax. Not even just Bethesda, Zenimax. It's so, oh, it's it's. I mean, as the guy who you know had the irrational hatred of Microsoft, it's a very Microsoft thing to do. It is always and so. Is abandoning or shuttering something that failed to stick, which is why it's like, like uh, and this is the thing. Like, I, like to me, the Xbox One, the, the Xbox Series strategy, is actually the Game Pass strategy. They just want you on their platform. They want you dedicated, because they've been trying, and we talked about right. this before. They want, and I talked about it with Seamus Young when he was on the podcast. They want you, like they've got every big business enterprise fooled into believing you need Microsoft products. You need to use SharePoint, even though there's something better. You need, like, evidently the best thing Microsoft's got going for them is Visual Studio. And the only people using that are the people that know what they're doing. Like, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe they can't get away with being trash when you're selling to programmers. Yeah. I don't know. But when you're, you're like, everything else that they do is so tainted. Like I, uh, it, like, I don't hate Microsoft. It's just I don't trust them. And I hate that people are so willing to buy in because of short-sighted convenience. Like the fact that it's only ten dollars a month more than my Game Pass subscription. Oh, you mean getting the <laughs> no, new no, system? No, yeah. Well, no. no, I mean just in Game Pass. Well, no, in general, like, but like, yeah, as no. you and I have basically said, like Game Pass makes games feel expendable. It makes it feel like like you don't even need to complete it. It feels like you may as well not, like you download it and then you just ignore it. And it's like, it's like at least I feel some level of guilt and like I should play that when I've bought a game. And I spent money on it. Well, there's there's an investment. There's like there's a psychological factor to it for sure. Yeah. That um, and that's part of the reason there's a bunch of games in my backlog from PlayStation Plus even that like and now even more from Game Pass that it's a matter of 
I thought this game looked cool. I grabbed it. I was never invested in playing it, so now I like have it, but I don't really care. Like I don't have any skin in the game, essentially, that's gonna make me yeah. play it. And it's not like I don't understand, because I also forgot about ReCore, which everyone else did too. I played that on Xbox Game Pass, and after a few sessions was like, this game's just not worth my time right now. If it was the only thing I had for an Xbox One when I bought it, yeah, sure, I'd probably play through the whole thing, but no, like, it's, you know, so in, in some ways it did save me money from buying that, <laughs> but at the same time, like, I've, I've downloaded so many games on there that I haven't even looked at, like, I, it's, I mean, I guess when I consider that I would, I would need, I would probably would have had Xbox Live Gold anyway, like, that's part of the reason I've got it too, yeah. Right, where, if it were just Game Pass, it would have been a waste of money. And I also have Ultimate because I have it on PC. Now I can yeah. play stuff on PC. Yeah, and it's it's still like, at first it seemed like, oh, this is amazing, this is a great deal. And now I'm like, this has kind of been a big waste of money because it's like... How many of those games do you actually play? Right, like I played, I mean, I played some Halo Master Chief Collection, which I plan on playing more. Played some Halo 5. My kids play a lot of Minecraft, which I haven't purchased and we're just using off Game Pass. Um, you know, I played a handful of random stuff for 30 minutes or less. Yeah. Um, my kids have played a couple games for an hour or less. And it's like, if I added up all those things I actually might have bought, like, was it worth it? I still need to play Gears 5. We um, all do, yeah. We need, that needs to be our co-op game. Yeah. We, we, were, we had, the one night we were all on Xbox and we're trying to download updates for oh, things. And that was... There's we another... finally all downloaded Battletoads and it did have multiplayer online. That was You the... had one job, Microsoft. One job. That was one of the most painful online gaming moments I've had in a very long time. Was, you know, three people ready to play online. Oh, updates. Updates are taking like 73 hours and 42 seconds. Yep. And it's just... You know what? That's one of the... Th I'm going I'm to throw this out there too. I hate seasons in games because that's one of the reasons you'll go to a game you haven't played in three, not even three, like, like six months, and you gotta download seven gigs because of all the seasons that you missed. Right. Like, come on, man. Come on, Nintendo. No, who doesn't have that who kind of stuff at all? Who doesn't have any of that? Yeah, I was gonna say Nintendo's the one. So it's, it's well, they kind of do. Like when you load up Splatoon when you haven't been in there a while, it tells you all the different weapons you missed. Yeah, that's like Splatoon, like, nothing else on there, I kind of forget the system even connects to the internet sometimes, <laughs> you know, like, other than to download new games, it's like... Well, the online play, I'm going to be honest, if you, have, if you do online play, you need one, a USB, the USB network adapter, because I use an Ethernet cable that way, and that's why Smash Brothers and Mario Kart work online decently for me. Otherwise, I have no idea if online play would even be... I mean, people play online, so I guess, but for me, those make a big difference in performance. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, I mean, do we have too much more to say about the... I guess just, I mean, that, 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 I probably could sit there and talk longer, but it's like, this has been a weird year just being disappointed in, like, what announcements have come about. Like, it doesn't feel like there's much in the way... Like. How many new announcements that are coming out this year have there been? And not a lot. Like, just about everything I'm looking forward to, I already knew about from last year. Um, 
Yes, not a lot of new announcements. I guess it was the, it's one of those things where we're we've sort of reached a limit on graphics to a degree where yeah. we're limited part of so, well, so something like so so something like if they can promise me like Destiny 2 with an expanded FOV at a higher frame rate like okay that's cool um, but part of it is the where I think we last generation we passed this threshold of sort of development dollars versus I mean the last generation I mean the PS4 yeah. Xbox One generation yeah. of development do dollars versus graphical capabilities where the game in order to actually take it full advantage of the console hardware required development resources that a lot of companies just don't have or push things in the in the direction further in the direction of creating a visual masterpiece that's actually a hollow shell inside yeah uh, see like every ubisoft game Yes. Um, <laughs> that. Well, here, it's not even just that because I'm th like, you're, you're talking about this, and I'm thinking of the fact that what all, Nintendo also did with their third-party announcement was they announced Monster Hunter Rise, which you can tell is built off the MT Framework engine, which is what they use for Monster Hunter World. MT Framework was last generation's engine that, that they used and was incredibly scalable. They used it for mobile games. They used it for 3DS. And they got incredible like graphics and performance out of everything. Um, and I guarantee you, MT Framework at the world, you know, the, the world structure, Monster Hunter World structure is what they're using for Rise. If you look at that trailer for Monster Hunter Rise, do you think of it as like, oh man, this is a Switch game. It doesn't look nearly as good as all the blah, blah, blah. Or do you, does it just look like a good game? Yeah. Monster Hunter Rise is running on a Switch. And it looks good. So, yeah, it's like, how, just how much more impressive are things going to look? The only thing that I think is really going to make any kind of a real difference in visual appearance that matters, and I say matters in quotes actually, is ray tracing. And one of the reasons I say that is because, okay, if you look at Quake 2 with ray tracing, or you look at Minecraft with ray tracing, it's obvious. It is obvious, but that's because those games didn't have much in the way of lighting engines to begin with. Yeah. Now, you look at the, like, I had someone talking about control with ray tracing on and off, but never had a side-by-side -side comparison. I wasn't sure until looking at a side, and some games are more obvious. Some games, or like some scenes, it's like, okay, yeah, that does look like realistic lighting, that does make it look a little bit better, but you need a side-by-side -side comparison because game developers and engines have gotten so good at faking it that most of the time you're not really going to notice. You're yeah. not going to be paying attention. And even then, like I'm thinking of games as well that elements like the lighting engine aren't as good, but like Yakuza. I keep playing the Yakuza games and they look good. The characters look good. Are they really going to look that much different with ray tracing on? Like, maybe. Actually, maybe they'll look better with ray tracing on. Maybe they'll look worse because the character models will look less real. Right, that's, that's like, that's part of the issue, right? Where, like, um, so I had, uh, when I was went on vacation and I played some stuff on, they had like a, um, we were talking about How I Met Your Mother before. 
You remember yeah. the joke with like the the TV? That's huge. Like, the whole, that's the whole wall. It's like wall. you don't have a TV in here. Oh yes, I do. And he turned it on. Like, so wall. I got to, I got a chance to, to hook up my PS4 Pro to a TV like that, basically. Like a, I, I don't know what. I, it was ridiculous. It was a 4K. Um, was one of the Samsung Quantum Dot. Um, you know, probably like a 75 inch or something like that. Um, Might have been more. And so there is an element where, like, you on my t- on my lowly 50 inch 1080p, like Ghost of Tsushima, it looks amazing. Like, but then I put it, I scale it up, and the cracks do start to show. Like when you stretch that out a little bit more, it's in the conversation. It's like, ah, oh, like that is kind of. Like those those facial animations are kind of lame, aren't they? They're not that great, are they? They're not that emo- emotive. They're yeah, kind of like a like, Bethesda first party game. Yeah, <laughs> where like everything else is such great, the music and you the the wind subtly howling in the background and blowing the trees around is like this great frame shot of two characters talking. But then you're like. Ah, yeah, like, maybe there's some room for improvement here. Um, so... But how much money is it going to cost? I mean, how, exactly, how much money now is it going to cost? That's another thing, which that, is another element where, yeah, Sony uh, games on the next generation, 70 bucks. I better I, get that, that stimulus check soon, man. <laughs> I keep buying games. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that that's... Well, I think this... Because that made me flashback as well to the Xbox 360. I don't know how well you remember it. When the Xbox 360 came out, every fir- uh, third-party game was $60. Microsoft was 50 bucks for every first party until Go- uh, Gears of War. Gears of War was the first first-party game that was sold at $59.99. Um, yeah, I do. I kind of vaguely remember that transition from 50 to 60 for... Um, for, yeah, for like AAA games. Now consider the Xbox 360 came out in 2005. Yeah. That's 15 years ago. But just another thing too, like think about from 1990 to 2005, right? You got Super Nintendo, you got PlayStation, you got Sega Saturn, you got Dreamcast, you got the 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 the, the brain breaking, you got um Sega Saturn, the PlayStation. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> you got the PS2, the Xbox, the PlayStation 2. Like, in the course of... I already said PlayStation 2, my bad. GameCube. Like, in the course of 15 years, you had more advancement in technology than we've had from 2005 to 2020. Like, right now, we can look at Xbox 360 games and be like, oh, yeah, those do look pretty old. But the jump between there to PS3 and Xbox... Right. PS4 and, and Xbox One, and now the jump from there, like it, it is diminishing, and that's where they like that's one of the reasons I think Sony is also trying very hard to push the solid state drive, um, and maybe that's even one of the reasons why Microsoft is pushing Game Pass and the multiple platforms because they're trying to sell the specs and the possibility for 4K, but more so each of them is trying to sell other things, and Sony's like our super audio technology. Uh, our 3D audio, our DualSense controller. 
complete with technology already found in the Nintendo Joy-Cons, you know? Right, right. Maybe developers will take advantage of that now that it's a, oh, yeah. a Sony that's thing. How, well, that's how, you know... Well, you know how much the developers have been taking advantage of all of Sony's motion technologies yeah. since the PS3. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, like, you got the, 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 the solid-state drive. Like, Sony's trying to push a lot of that stuff to try and make it feel like it's next gen and it's like i just like experience physical pain thinking about the motion controls tacked on to like ps3 early launch games and stuff like that yeah, especially when it came out like the guys that made Lair and the guys that made what was it warhawk yeah originally did not want it to be forced motion control that's why, like, the one demonstration of Warhawk is absolutely horrible. Where the guy's just flailing about. And the oh, thing's man. clearly not doing what he wanted to do. Because, like, they had to last minute throw that in there. Because Sony's like, by the way, you're going to start doing this. Because we need to compete with that Nintendo Wii. At least, okay. And that's why you couldn't so you have know Rumble. What? You, you know couldn't what? have Rumble because of that, too. I I, I, I well, As soon as they added Rumble, they... I ordered a controller from Japan that had Rumble, Rumble to get it from PlayAsia to get it before it was released in the U.S. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. That's how important Rumble was to you. And no. you know who invented that? Nintendo. Nintendo. Yo, you know what though? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh my goodness, really? He's getting up to walk over to something. Oh, where is it? the controller I have that white can play Asia controller that I, I had imported from Japan in like 2006 I still have it somewhere somewhere so, okay so let's, but hey, do you, you know still what? have your GameCube wave bird no you don't I don't you don't because you didn't smash brothers I didn't so okay but here's 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 the deal though so uh, anything the one thing we can be thankful for with this generation is there is no Wii motion control equivalent. Until Nintendo announces their next system. I have no idea what the next Switch is going to be. They usually don't like to just do a power increase. Even though that's the theory that it's just going to be a new like Switch. Well, nobody even nobody like even tried to, to ape the Switch. Well, technically there was attempts by NVIDIA to and other efforts and stuff. Right. And I mean, Sony had... Well, technically also... If anything, like, Sony just, like, gave up on remote play for the most part. I mean, you can... Sort of. Cause, well, Microsoft did it the most obvious because they tried to create that some... No, wait, no, that was, like, some kind of tablet functionality. No, that was the Wii U gamepad they were imitating. Because, like, they, they tried to have, like, the Microsoft Surface could do stuff with your games so like madden you could use it like a playbook on football like it, it was it was yeah it was it didn't last Any, anyway so we, we can be thankful that we don't have motion controls getting tacked on to uh, I mean, launch sort titles of, sort of but we'll have to see because again like they're talking about the uh this dual sense and how you can feel the the tenseness on the bow or something like that and like oh we'll have to see we'll have to see maybe it could be good maybe it could actually work really well maybe it'll just be a gimmick and nobody will like it i have no idea i know i mean haptic feedback is is legit have you ever handled like an iphone 7 or 8 i played one two switch where you could count the marbles inside the controller rolling around really that around. don't actually exist well, i mean but like so the um 
It's just simple. It's as simple as something like if you've ever handled an iPhone seven or eight, no. it looks like it has a button on it. It's not a button. Like it feels like a button, and then when the phone dies, you're like, that wasn't a button. It's like I get it. I, I get the idea that they, they, that that's that's a cool idea. Well, it's, I, it's not I game changing. Like, it's I, not that's layer I motion feel like, control. I feel like there's a way you want like. For me, if you you know, if I'm holding down the trigger in a shooter game, and right as it's about to run out of ammo, the trigger like goes click 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 click, because that's how the the sound will some right. games will make. Or if like there's resistance, like, you know, you're running out of ammo. resistance, and now all of a sudden it's like just like yeah, click click click. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about too much because that's the thing that's what they're saying with like the bowstring or something. Like I feel like that level of precision will get annoying after a while. But we'll see. But We're I don't know. Maybe it'll see. be cool. Like, see, games. I'm like, also a curmudgeon. Games I'm, like Destiny or or Han playing Hanzo in Overwatch or something like that, where there's a, there's like you're getting a bonus essentially for firing at the right moment with a bow. So having a little bit of haptic feedback to tense, 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 and then you get like a pop kind of thing, and that's your signal to release. I feel like that would. You're be, talking about like Leviathan's breath. Well, I mean, any Destiny. any bow in Destiny, you're you're getting you're pulling back a certain amount of time. But Leviathan's breath is the one where the timing's the longest, kind of. So right, but like, but any bow, and there are perks like Archer's Tempo that are increasing your accuracy and stuff every time you're every time you fire a perfectly timed shot. That kind of thing. anyway, it's cool. I it's see what not, you mean. It's not. But what I'm saying is, we're not getting Layer. Did you ever play Layer? I did not. Layer could have been a good game. But it got made, better when they patched it later. Yeah, they patched the standard controls into it. But Layer was could have been a good game that was ruined by the fact that well, it launched Well, it was made into a good game once they patched standard controls. Yeah, but it was in. too late. It's I already sold late. my copy back to GameStop, man. <laughs> you um, could just get it back for five bucks. Yeah, but it was, it was too late. It was too late. I moved on. <laughs> I was probably playing something better, maybe something worse. Anyway, so... That's, that's that's something to be thankful for, at least. Um, I'm always thankful for more Ks. I suppose right now I had one K, and now I'm gonna have four <laughs> of them. So, uh, well, okay. Let's let, let us talk about though, like because right now the only games we're really like in, the, in any way that are like purely next gen we're looking forward to. There's two of them as far as I'm aware. Because um, otherwise, again, because Bloodborne's not showing any sign of getting ported to PC. I do want to play, dude. I would play that game like a third and fourth time through on PS5 with 60 frames and, a second. And, just and you like say that I'm the masochist. Except, like, dude, do you know how much of that game I. Okay, the worst I, part of playing that game a second time through was the DLC. The DLC is horribly difficult. And the only reason I'm even playing it when I am is because of um wanting to hear it's actually stupid because it's like i just want to hear dialogue from a certain character so i may as well just beat the game again yeah. and start working on platinum minging and minging it but no like it's it's a blast and i love playing it with nolan um we'd play it with you if you bothered to actually touch it yeah but, i should bother again but again i played it and i got and it was just, it's just too late it's too late it's too late it's too late well, you'll be if you get a PS5. Maybe it it'll won't be, be part of the PS Plus exp uh, collection. There you go. I mean, I already have it on PS4. So, well, you know, I'll 
punch you or something. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but no, there's no masochism. Like, I, did you not see the videos I posted? I watched of some me of that, like yeah, yeah. busting up some bosses. Yeah, I did. I did. I watched some of that. So no, it's it's cool. It's cool. Uh, but I just consider all those games. Well, it's the sort of thing where it's an exercise in self-flagellation until it's not. Co-op changes that in Bloodborne. I'm not going to because honestly, okay, so I still can't get into Dark Souls or Dark Souls Three. Bloodborne is the one that I get into, and Dark Souls Three I love. Jedi Fallen Order is a bad version of it. Code Vein is an easy version of it because you always have an AI partner. Or I should say, is an easy version yeah. of it so far. But that's regardless of any of that. Like we're talking about, like so for you. Aside from God of War, Ragnarok, and Final Fantasy 16, are there any games announced so far that make you think, yes, I want to buy a brand new console? Can you add a cricket sounds in post? I mean, there's already going to be background music. So maybe I'll just maybe I'll just silence the Do you like a record music. scratch? Do a record scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna edit this conversation out, so we'll just we'll see what happens we'll after see what happens. we'll see what happens in post. <laughs> but, but, but that's like, pretty much it. Yeah. And you're in the two same games. Boat, right? two yeah, games. exactly. Two games. And the only reason Final Fantasy sixteen again is because they announced it as at least console exclusive to PS5 right now. Mike, uh, Square Enix has said they have more to announce later. They technically do have that game by the Final Fantasy XV team in development with PS5 as a console exclusivity as well. So we've got two Square Enix games announced for PS5. One by the Final Fantasy XV without Tetsuya Namada's bullcrap putting them into a bad corner. And then one by a bunch of people from Final Fantasy XIV including the guy who did before assistant director on Final Fantasy XIV, he directed The Last Remnant, which I figured might get... You've played The Last I've Remnant, I've played right? The Last Remnant. I yeah. figured that might get your attention, which it doesn't seem like it's done much. I mean, The Last Remnant was such a technical mess when it first came, like, the year when it came out, on, I was on 360, right? Yeah, and that's partially because you got a... You had Japanese developers working on Unreal Engine for the first time. Yeah. You know, whatever happened to um, Mistwalker? They have basically become a mobile-only developer or a browser-only developer. I've looked them up. They, I don't know if they got anything console planned in a while. You're getting off topic. Sorry, that would get me excited if, if Mistwalker actually had a new game out for Mistwalker a console. If Mistwalker puts out a new game for a console. Because Lost Odyssey... Which should I play first, Lost Odyssey or Witcher 3? I know you told me before, but... I mean, play Witcher 3 because it's more... Re like, Witcher 3 is, is coming up on the end of its relevance because its relevance is that it is basically the game of this generation, as far as I'm concerned. As far as you're concerned. It's, Witcher 3 is, is it. Um, but Lost Odyssey is... I'm going to say Lost Odyssey is the best JRPG in the last 20 years. Big words. Big words. Best JRPG of the last 20 years. But to uh, cut us back on topic. So, firstly, okay. Is God of War Ragnarok just because you liked God of War and therefore you're, like, you're in for the sequel? 
Um, I mean, I was like in for, as soon as, so, okay, so you know my history with God of War a little bit. So I played everything I, up to God of War 3. On console, well, on some console, of the PSP. Yeah. Right? I actually played, I actually played the PS, I didn't beat the PSP games, but I played all the PSP games. Like, I've always enjoyed God of War. Um, after playing the God of War 3 demo, I just kind of lost interest. Um, so, like, and there were moments in God of War 2 where I just, I felt like it was unnecessarily, like, the... Like, there wasn't any, any reason for what was happening. It was yes. just like, we've decided to kill this Greek god. And so you've got to do that, and it's going to be really gory and terrible. My understanding of the franchise is the first one was actually really good in following the structure of a Greek tragedy, even if it didn't look like it. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. And then the sequels were just because you needed a sequel. Yeah. And so after playing the God of War 3 demo, I was into it. When I kind of got wind that God of War PS4 was like a, it, it sort of took that, it, it took that all in sort of a thoughtful stride that like, oh yeah, like Kratos, Kratos, did I say Kratos? Kratos. Kratos, I know it's Kratos. Like was responsible for a lot of senseless violence. And now he has a son. And now, what is his, like, son? Does his son follow in the senseless violence of his father? Or, you know, like... And guess who's also a dad at this point in time. Right, <laughs> like, right. And I'm a dad. And it's like, this is a game about fatherhood and Greek mythology and Norse mythology. And I'm like, okay. And now I'm, I'm going to start calling my son boy. Boy. <laughs> um, which I do still. Um, so it was like, yes, like, I am in for this. So if God of War Ragnarok is going to be an intelligent continuation of God of War 2018, um, which I have no idea. But if it is, I am 100% in. Well, I mean, the end of God of War hints at Ragnarok coming. So it's already... Right. Like, but I just mean not up. just like a story continuation, but like a, we're going to further explore the, the themes and ideas and not just be like, okay, well, now, you know, you have to bash in Thor's skull with his own hammer because we thought that would be a cool sequence or something like that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I, then I'm, I'm definitely in, so. Okay. Which it, it easily could because one of the things we discussed with the original God of, well, prior God of War, uh, reboot God of War, that's not a reboot. Um, one of the things we discussed was the element of Norse mythology being very circular and efforts to break the cycle kind of a thing. And Ragnarok itself is the end and beginning of a cycle. So what could that mean? And you're right, thematically it could be, you know, it could carry all those ideas. So we'll have to see. And for me, I'll, I won't really be excited until I see gameplay because I did, going back to God of War really enjoy it. I did actually, it is like the unofficial Darksiders game. I like it. I still think it's like, you know, 80 percentile in quality if you go with traditional scores. Um, but greater than the sum of its parts, just like Ghost of Tsushima, I guess mm. you would say. 
Now, the issue I have is now that we're moving on to new hardware, are they going to push for true open world? And if they do, am I really going to want that? Because, like, what I've learned with Ghost of Tsushima, I don't want to play a new open world game that often. I really don't want to deal with an open world that often, which I might be doing this year because Spider-Man Miles Morales is going to be open world. Hopefully it's still going to be small, because it's like one of the things about Spider-Man is the navigation. You want to web-sling and everything. But it's still going to have like, do this activity over here, because that's a thing you do in open world games. And it's, uh, the, the, it's like, how much of that do I really want to deal with? So if God of War Ragnarok tries to be like, we're going to have an open world of absolute freedom... I'm going to like that a lot less because what I liked about God of War was just linear environments where I solved puzzles. Yeah. No, I, I hope so too. And I think that's one of those things where the technology can, in some like the, how would you say? Sometimes the limitation of the technology ends up forcing creativity and design, which ends up being better than it would have been. Yes. So the question is, right, does God of War Ragnarok Say, hey, we've got, you know, more space, better solid states, and K, more Ks, and all that stuff. Because um, I'm actually fairly technically literate. I'm just, like... Moderately, so. Moderately. Anyway, I'm just joking, mostly. Kind of. So, like, okay, now we're just going to make this true open world. Or do they say, no, what worked was this formula, but what this enables us to do is to have some larger, more intricate environments that we can, that you can play in, but not actually just make it open world. Yeah, so that's where I need to see what they're doing first, but even though it's only timed exclusive, Final Fantasy 16, which rumors abound that uh, in 2019, the game, the combat director of Devil May Cry 5 and Dragon's Dogma left Capcom and joined Square Enix. Though pre-production by this Business Division 3 was beginning in 2016, they announced Business Division 3 was starting to work on something new. 2019, it entered full-scale development when this guy from Capcom joined Square Enix. No confirmation yet. We only know the director and the producer of Final Fantasy 16. It's possible this guy from Capcom could be working on Final, Fan uh, Final Fantasy 16. So what you're saying, which is why the combat is looking like 15, but pretty sweet. So you're saying that we might get a Final Fantasy game with Devil May Cry combat. Devil May Cry inspired combat. Uh, good combat, because here's the thing. Dragon's Dogma is not Devil May Cry combat. True. But it is very good combat. Like, the biggest reason why, you know, even after all is said and done, I might not look as fondly at Witcher 3 as you do, is because medieval fantasy RPG, Dragon's Dogma. Like... That is the whole reason my the game is my jam, aside from the aesthetic. I, I played Dragon's Dogma. Did you beat it? I didn't beat it. Exactly. I, I played it for a Because you're a chump. I played it for a few hours. And you're a chump. I'm a chump. 
You never but, got shot by a ballista that knocked off the fortress wall where the plummet to the ground is what killed you. I wasn't even mad, bro. No, like, Dragon's Dogma is phenomenal, and we're not going to talk any more about your deficiencies as a gamer. I'm not going to talk any more about your deficiencies. No, story-wise, Dragon's Dogma is going to fail. I know that already. Even, like, I I wouldn't, like... There was nothing about the navigation, the movement navigation or combat. Because you were, like, three hours in. You were barely... Okay, well, how far are you into The Witcher 3, are you? Oh, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, uh, actually, yeah, I mean, Dragon's Dogma had me in the first fight with a Manticore, man, come on. But the, um, no, regardless, it's like you have this, uh, because Squaresoft as well, like with Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy XV, they were trying to create this sort of, we're going to have action, but you can also put it on like a a weight or strategy mode and play it, because if you were like bad at action games, like they've tried to do that, so we'll see what they do with sixteen. And we also have no idea if there's a party system or if you play just one guy. But, dude, the 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 fact that it's pure fantasy now, they actually had solid like English voice work. The like nature of people talking politically about stuff. Well, um, what it, what, it, what also what it's gonna be is blood splatter. Blood splatter. Like, it like so what it, what I'm excited about is. It hopefully so. So since so, okay. Think about our last few Final Fantasy games, right? So we had ten. Ten is great, um, right? Ten was was produced as a cohesive whole. Um, yes. So we're just talking about like kind of the last twenty years here. So it's a it's a great game. Like um, it works as as it is. Right. As it ten is. two was not originally planned. Right. They just decided to make it. And then whatever. That's fine. Okay. Twelve. Again, is have you beaten twelve? You played through twelve? I played a f- how many hours of twelve? I don't remember. I like what it's doing narratively. It's the mechanics that I got again. Right. So I mean, twelve had some. It was somewhat experimental, but again, it was it was a bit of a departure in terms of the the story from what we had gotten used to in Final Fantasy. But I think in some ways it really did bring us back. Yeah. To, to four or six or an element in ways. Yeah, but it was also Matsuno who made, who wrote and directed Final Fantasy Tactics and stuff, and his style is just phenomenal. Yeah. So, so and then, then, Matsuno, okay, Matsuno. so, sorry, 10 and 12, I think, were, were great games. Then, with total, they're totally different ends of Final Fantasy, where the one is, you know, the post apocalyptic sci fi fantasy, you know, just weird, you know, I'm, come from an alternate dream dimension to follow my dad who's become a monster because he... Spoiler! All that, you know, whatever else. Spoiler! Spoiler. Um, (laughs) And then 12 is this, you know, geopolitical drama that for the most part avoids the strangest tendencies of Final Fantasy as explored in games like 9 and 10 and even 7. Yeah. Um, And then you got 13... Which was supposed to be this big multi-game project with all this Fabula other stuff. Nova Crystallis. And and thirteen was like kind of a mess. And then we got fourteen, which was online. Also eleven was online. Yeah. And then we got fifteen, which in the end was derived from this whole thirteen. It was part of this thirteen spin-off area thing. Yeah. Right. Which was also a mess. 
Yes. And, oh, and had, there's there's great things about both 13 and 15, but they're both of those games were cobbled together in some ways or are missing part of themselves. Yes. 13 ended up with two sequels, which were both better. All Each of them was better and worse than its predecessor. Um, and, and 15 is still, even with its DLC, unfinished. Right. 15 it will never actually be finished. And so now we're getting 16. Well, here's something else, because you did kind of gloss over 11 and 14. What you are missing is that over the past several years, 14, despite having an awful launch, when it relaunched as A Realm Reborn and ever since, has become more and more popular and has with every expansion I know a lot of people like, feel like that's the Final Fantasy game of this generation there's is. so much to be said about the story people love the story so with Final Fantasy 14 raking in a lot of cash for Square Enix and getting a lot of positive reception from the fans but, we're uh, going to take I see, okay. staff from 14 in okay. order to try yeah. and get to I, I, know. I know that's what's going on so for me as a single player Final Fantasy player 11 and 14, which I played some of... I actually played quite a bit of 11. Um, but it's just sort of like somewhat cut out of the picture because, yeah, I know 14's great and everybody loves 14. But so what I want is... That I haven't gotten in 15 years is... More than that, really. Well, Final Fantasy 12. That was 2005? That was, that was like... I feel like I bought it on PS2 and ended up playing it on PS3. Mm. So it was in that 2004, 2005, 2000, somewhere in there. I can look it up. I want to say 2005 is about right, though. Um, so we haven't gotten that in, in 15 years, a whole cohesive Final Fantasy single-player game that was built from the ground up with a singular vision. Um, and so that's that's what is selling Final Fantasy 16 to me is this idea that we've got a team, we're making a game, like it's a Final Fantasy game, but it, yeah. So, but that's again where Final Fantasy 14, because again, like, because I had wondered this and I had talked to you about it because I went through everyone I knew that could likely direct a Final Fantasy in the future. Because in my mind, it was either uh, Yoshi P, who what, I can't remember his full name, Yoshi Su oh, I, I can't remember it, um, but like Yoshi P, who is the director of 14, or Yoko Taro, who is the director of Nier Automata. Because anything else from like Square Enix was either like, no, that guy's going to be too busy doing Dragon Quest still, or these projects are way too small to uh, uh, put Final Fantasy 16 on these guys' shoulders. What I didn't think was an assistant director from 14, because I didn't look back as far as like The Last Remnant. Um, but yeah, with Yoshi P producing, which means he's overseeing, which means he's making sure everything's in line, and when an assistant director that knows how to get something out the door. Mm -hmm. um, and they're taking these minds that like have worked on what is the most favored story in Final Fantasy in years. Um, and yeah, it's like, I think with this, Square Enix is really aiming, because Final Fantasy XV was an effort to salvage the game. Um, right. 
Final Fantasy, like, and and I love Final Fantasy 15. That was my game of the year when it came out. And 16 is definitely their effort to bring the f- single player element of the franchise back on track. Definitely, and I think I'm going to be honest too. I'm so I'm surprised it's been announced this early, even though it was 2016 when 15 released. So it's actually been a long time between the titles. It's been, it's been a very long time. Four four years. So, and what like, what great JRPGs have we got in between? Dragon Quest, eleven. Well, define great JRPG because there's a lot of games between those budgets, and we also know we got Falcom going on. Falcom. They've been doing their Legend of Heroes series as well as other stuff. Um, and that's the thing, like Persona. Like we we have seen. Okay, yeah, it's different. Persona, yeah, so we got Persona, we got the East series, um, but like, East, when did East but None of the, here's the thing, none of these franchises come close to the number, and this is where, like, people talk about um, wanting Final Fantasy to go back to turn-based, right? Or to go back to something like that. People will reference Persona and Dragon Quest, like, these games are a success, and it's like, yeah, but they're not selling the AAA number, numbers that Final Fantasy can. Final Fantasy 15 overshadows like Persona and Dragon Quest 11 by a long shot. Like even those two games combined, I don't think meet what Final yeah. Fantasy 15 sold. So with that in mind, on one hand, I can understand Square Enix still being risk uh, like risk averse to that kind of a product. But I think if anyone's going to try it and succeed, Square Enix are the guys. Unfortunately, they're 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 too conservative for that. But still, I mean, no, like triple A Japanese role playing game with even though it's like more of an action game, like I don't care, man. Like just a Final Fantasy game that feels like something I can be as excited about as I was when I first saw the previews for seven or even six. Like I looked at the back of the um, Nintendo Power. Hmm. Where it had screenshots that were still in Japanese of Final Fantasy VI, and I was like, "Oh no, man! They're making a sequel." Well, you know it's making me think of this. View, it's making me think of when I saw the reveal of ten from E3, some number nineteen ninety nine or something or two thousand. No, probably two thousand because that's yeah, when Final Fantasy IX released. Yeah, E three two thousand, um, and I was like, you know, in the pre YouTube days of the internet. So I had to like sc- scrape this, you know, real player file off some website to, uh, to watch it. Like, and so I got a little bit of that feeling from watching that, like, from watching that trailer for the first time. Uh, and what was great about it, it was a surprise. I'm like, it starts up, and I'm like, is this? Is this? Is this not? This is a well, me, and then, and then, you should have heard in the Discord, me and Zach, I'm sitting there, it's like, okay, they're talking about the Blight, they're talking about Crystal. I think this is a prequel. I think this is a Final Fantasy 15 prequel. And then it's like, no, Final Fantasy 16, and I'm like, oh my goodness. And the rumors were true. Because there were rumors that it's like, oh, Square Enix is going to be announcing a Final Fantasy 16, and I'm like, no. But yeah, but like, so for me, like, when, when that theme hit, I was like, oh no. This is it. Like, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it starts off so good. Like, again, I've watched it again because it's amazing how similar some of the elements are, like how huge the summons are. 
Uh, oh, yeah. It's like we're going, uh, what is it? Shiva's what do they call it? Shiva's something, I don't remember, but it's like, oh, no, I don't know. Like, oh, it's like the battlefield is so good looking. It's it's got a grit to it without being uh, without being grimdark. grimdark. It's oh my goodness, blood splatter. This might be the first M-rated Final Fantasy. It's not gonna be M-rated. There's not a lot of teen-rated games with that much blood on the kid's face, and then you see him like pulling chunks of blood up, and as the guy's screaming, "No, Joshua!" Like it's it's it, gonna be it's it gonna might be, be. it might you see a dude get crushed by a giant boulder. It's gonna be like. It's going to be like how Fast and the Furious movies never are. Man, well, well I don't know. Because even Fast and the Furious movies don't have as much blood as that kid got splattered on his face. Come on. Do they? They don't. That picture fell off the wall means you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should probably wrap it up. We should wrap it up. So basically, what we what our conclusion is Final Fantasy Final 16. 16. Is the reason <laughs> yeah. to buy into any other kind of next gen? So we're basically we're back to the year two thousand, where Final Fantasy nineteen ninety seven. Back to the year nineteen ninety seven, when I got a PlayStation for Final Fantasy seven. And I or for me, it's my Nintendo loyalty. And for me, it's two thousand when I saw the, the the trailer for Final Fantasy ten and knew that I need to get a PS two. Pretty much. So that's that's where we're at. So uh, it's Final Fantasy people. We're too old. We're yeah. too old. Old. But, hey, I mean, I'll be playing Final Fantasy 27 when I'm in a retirement home. Yeah. You and I will have to retire to the same retirement home, assuming I survive that long. Yeah, like, that's cool. <laughs> but, all right. Uh, that's it, everyone. Uh, leave your comments and an email to ramblepack64 gmail.com about what you've thought about what's coming out, what you think about the next generation. Maybe we'll read them. I feel like there was someone's comment I wanted to read, and I can't remember what it was. Crap. I am awful at this. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Everybody have a good night. Good night. <laughs>